He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down in the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? It's time to end this guessing game and get the answers with an Embark Breed and Health Kit, the highest rated dog DNA test. Embark tests for over 350 breeds and screens for over 230 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com today to get free shipping and save on your dog DNA test. That's EmbarkVet.com. So what's this Facebook thing again? Yeah, so basically Facebook have given me this opportunity to add a subscription part to my Facebook page so teachers can pay like £3.50 a month and they'll get exclusive content and so I'm going to use it as like this online CPD support. Sounds good. Well, won't your Facebook go a bit down through that? No, I'm going to keep that the same. Everything will be the same on that. It's just that I get loads of messages from teachers who say that they can't come to my CPD sessions, training and stuff, but would love to get some support. And even if you've been on a course and you want to carry on that learning journey, I just think this is the way to do it. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, so if you are interested, head over to facebook.com forward slash become supporter forward slash ICT with Mr. P. Get yourself signed up. Uh, still early days, but we're getting some content, exclusive content on there next week. Hi guys, welcome to episode 13, season 2, episode 5 of Two Mr P's in a Podcast with me Mr P and the other Mr P. Yes, we are back, episode 13, a massive thank you to everyone who has listened, we are just short now of 50,000 listens all in. I'm absolutely over the moon with that number. A big shout out to all the big following in Ashburn. Uh, Ashburn, USA. Ashburn, Virginia. Uh, reaching out to you guys because there still seems to be a massive spike in the listens over on that side of the pond. So we do really appreciate all the. Uh, Spread all the, the word, support. Ashburn. Spread the word. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so how's, how's your week been, Adam? How's your, how's your uh, week going? It, I'm not going to lie, it's been a bit of a tiring week this week. Um, school, obviously, school, we're getting to that period now. The old, I call it the old sticky patch. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, that, that little bit of time where the weather, the light's gone down, it's dark all the time, it's gloomy. We're about, you know, we're close to Christmas, but we're not quite there yet. Uh, you don't want to listen to the songs because you don't want to get too jolly. <laughs> you know, you don't want the kids to get too excited. Um, but I did, um, I had a big moment this week with my little girl, my little daughter, Isla. She's uh, just over two and uh, we've, plan for ages that she gives the dummies up uh, for Christmas so on Sunday took her to the Lowry in Salford uh, to the to the big it's called the Claws Cabin you know <laughs> right. dead nice there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a you go and see Rudolph there and they've clearly got someone behind Rudolph who's just like I mean not, wasn't, not gonna lie not a massive fan of the voice it was just like hey I'm Rudolph what's your name and it was like Isla it was like, oh, hello, hello. I was thinking, come on, where's your chat, Rudolph? You know, <laughs> come on, mate. Put some more effort. Yeah, and then, so that was okay. That was fine. And then we went in. Mrs. Claus was there. Oh, right. You know, ridiculously oh, young. <laughs> ridiculously young with grey hair, a grey-haired wig. And she was just like, oh, should we sing a Christmas carol? And, you know, as a parent, and you'll know this, you have to get well into it. But then you're kind of looking around, and the parents who are not that into it, 
you kind of feel like you're being judged. I was there going, oh, jingle bells, <laughs> going in my Elvis, oh yeah. And, uh, you know, this dad was kind of just looking at me, and I had my Christmas t-shirt on, Yeah. and he was just kind of looking at me, and I thought, are we going to have a dad off here? <laughs> but then I looked behind me, and there's a guy, full, full Christmas get-up on, Yeah. and he walks in with his own jingle bells, <laughs> and I thought, welcome, son. Yeah. So anyway, um, so we're, we're building up to the big moment. She, uh, little Isla's got two dummies, and she knocks on the door. And I couldn't quite hear Just it. Just for the American audience, uh, dummies, pacifiers, I think they're called. Pa- pacifiers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so you knock on the door, and I hear just this, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I thought, surely I didn't hear that right. Surely I didn't hear that right. So we walk in, and there's Father Christmas, Brilliant suit, you know, looks like he'd lost a little bit of weight, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, he's been on the and, uh And he's just going, you Isla? I went, <laughs> now, you know, we'll get on to this in a Christmas episode, but I, you know, I do the Father Christmas, uh, the whole shebang at my school, and I have done for you quite a few outfit, years. Yeah. I got the voice down to a T, and I'll give you a little bit of a voice preview in, in the next episode. But I walked in and I thought, is this guy for real? <laughs> You know, I've just coughed up eight nuggets for this. And he was going, you got something to give me? So my little girl went, my dummies. And he went, do you want to give me then? I was thinking, is he offering her out here? What is he doing? So she went in, she went in giving me his dummies. He put his hand out. And then he looked at her and went, you don't want back now, do you? And I was thinking, is this, am I going to have to go with this, Santa? Thought it'd be a clip out of Elf. You know where I'm like, you sit on a throne of lies. I thought it was going to be one of them. So then he saw there, he goes, what do you want then? Have you decided? And I was thinking, you know, my little girl, you know, she was clueless to be fair. She yeah. was just loving the lights around the place. And then she went, wooden buzzy. You know, like, she's asked for the Toy Story set, classic. Yeah. And then he was going, Santa, you're looking at me with this, like, dirty look. You what? I went, uh, Buzz and Woody, Toy Story. He went, ah, yeah, Toy Story, you like that? Yeah, decent, that, innit? I was thinking, yes, it is decent, Father Christmas. Yes, it is. Surely you should know that in your workshop. You know, I'm getting well into it. And then, at the end, he went, we've got a present for your Isla. You're five, aren't you? (laughs) My little two-year-old daughter there. You know, if he thought she was five, he's, you know, he's watched The Greatest Showman too much. She, five-year-old, that small. I was looking at him like, five. I originally thought he was joking. Yeah. But then when he got older, the president, he went, yeah, this is for you. Five, aren't you? Again. And I thought, I looked at Kim and I thought, what is, what is this guy? And, about, and that's where we're going. You know, you're expecting a, ho, 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 you know, Merry Christmas. He just went, in a bit. <laughs> I'm like in a bit for the Christmas. Merry Christmas. See you later. You know, I, you know, I, 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 I was lost. I was, I was completely shocked. Santa from Salford Santa. Yeah, Salford Santa. So, you know, it was just. I mean, like I said, my little girl, and you know, it's been a bit of a testing week because she's a, uh, you know, she's struggling. She's a bit unsettled at night. But and every time she goes, where are my dummies? Father Christmas got him, and I kept going. No, he robbed him. <laughs> he, he, he stole them from you, that Father Christmas. Um, but I have to say, you know, it was uh, it was it was funny. And there's always a story, you know. But uh, 
but yeah, we are getting to that to that hectic time, aren't we? Yeah, so. well, we're going to make sure the next episode will be Christmas themed and we'll have lots of different sort of Christmas stories because um, we are going to make sure there's another episode before we do finish for Christmas. We've tried to get this one in as um, I go to New York on Thursday. No way, you've not mentioned it. Know, Are you yeah. going? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Man. So, um, yeah, our Christmas always starts last weekend of November. We go away to uh, Centre Parks, so we go away with, with the kids and that. And uh, that's when we go and see Father Christmas. We always do it last week in November. It just sort of kicks off the Christmas celebrations. It's great. Um, but we, we had the sickness bug. We had the sickness bug. So Never good. A week... So, yeah, last weekend I'd gone round to a mate's and he put some food on. It was weird because we were sat round having some food, and we we're basically talking about food intoler being intolerant to food because uh, you know Eamon has had it and he's intolerant to yeast. No, I didn't know that. Right, so he's intolerant to yeast. So he's like had to cut yeast out of all of his diet, and he said it was like life changing. It's it's really changed everything, and apparently you can reintroduce it and your body builds up a tolerance to it. Apparently. So, of course, Claire's like, right, well, you need that. You need this test, to which I was like, thanks for making that nice and clear to everyone. Um, and then literally, as we got home, I was like, Claire, I'm not feeling good at all. And then that was it, just throwing up. I thought it was the food. I, I thought it was the food, no offence to me, mate, who cooked it. I thought it was the food, but no, it must have been this bug because I was just throwing up. Was it just or throwing up or were you, were you you know? Oh, it was, yeah, well. Was toilet, toilet trips as well. Yeah, it was both. But the funniest thing was we just bought a new toilet seat. And this new toilet seat, when you lift, the, when you lift it up, it sort of arches back a little bit. All right. So um, I'm in bed, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be sick again. I'm going to be sick. And my daughter is on, is sort of on the toilet. And I'm like, Lily, get off the toilet. I'm going to be sick. So she jumps off and I flick the, uh, flick the lid up and just straight away instinctively go, you know, bend over to go, Bleh! and as I've done it, it's come back and I've just absolutely nutted Ooh. <laughs> the toilet seat. So I cut my head, I had a little cut and I'm going, ah, like, I'll, you know, just let it all out. I'm going, ah, and my daughter just looks at me and then just sort of like slowly backs out <laughs> the bathroom. So I was like, I said to her later on, I said, if, if you see something like it, it might be nice just to say, are you all right, Dad? <laughs> Slowly backed out. To be fair, if you hear I see two Mr. P dropping some f bombs, you're getting out of his way. Well, it's yeah. a rarity. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Yeah. It was more the. Uh, yeah. I was like, ah, ah. Um, but it reminds me of a story. Like when she was younger, my daughter. This always made me laugh. You turning into Santa? You. What do you my mean? daughter. Oh, my daughter. And um, so. We, I'm very, I'm very strict around uh, the use of technology in in my house. So we've obviously got iPads and stuff, but the kids don't have their own iPad, and they tend to only use it if they're doing sort of bits of homework or if they do get up in the morning on a Saturday at seven. I don't need to be up till eight, then they can have a bit of time on the iPads there. But other than that, it's quite restricted. And there was one one day when my daughter was on the iPad, I was like, right, that's enough now, Lil. You know. Let's have it back, and she's like, "No, no, no!" And I'm like, "No, I need, I need it back." And she started to run up the stairs towards a um, a bedroom. So I sort of got her on the, I sort of stopped her on the stairs, <laughs> took the iPad, and she sort of pushed as she, as she gave me the iPad. She sort of pushed me, so I thought, right, I'll have her here. And I sort of like pretended to then fall down the stairs, like really, <laughs> really dramatically. I'm like, I'm going to show you. So I fell down the stairs and I just lay motionless with my eyes closed, but just open enough just to see how she reacted. Because I thought, right, I'm going to make her feel really guilty yeah, now. She's going to feel horrible. She's going to 
feel horrible. Anyway, she sort of came back downstairs, looked at me sprawled on the floor, stood over my lifeless body, <laughs> grabbed the iPad and went to her room. Uh, I was like, uh, Lily, are you serious? Left you. Absolute <laughs> kippers. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, we had panic stations because once I got, so the th- uh, so I was ill on the Sunday and it got to the point Sunday afternoon, I was like, I tell you what, I don't think I'm going to be able to work tomorrow. I was like, Claire, check where I am. And it turned out I had the biggest day that I've done this year, nearly 500 teachers in, in Derby. So I just had to sort of um, suck it up. I think I finished throwing up at about four o'clock in the afternoon just felt grim just got my head down got up and then I was back on the road again but then next minute was Callum got it Lily got it my other son got it so we were all sort of panic stations but we managed to get to the weekend had a great weekend in Centre Parks and um, yeah then off to New York but the bad thing about the New York trip is we're going to be away when it's uh, my stepson's Mox UCC Mox yeah but Mox Mox are one of them you know, it's like an international friendly. It's like a, you know, it's like a pre-season game. You know, you just want to get in unscathed. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to take any big hits, you yeah. know. Um, I always thought, back when I used to do the mocks, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But, you know, I get, <laughs> I get the name right. I get my name right on the front of the test. It's a plus for me. In a mock, that, that's a win. I just turn over the test then. Yeah. Finished. I used to get extra time as well. I used to get extra time in tests. Just be sat there like, I'm answering, I've done my name. And I know that's right. Uh, um, but, yeah, mo- yeah but mocks are mocks, aren't they? I mean, you can never quite kind of recreate the, the the tension and the, the nerves. I mean it's a joke shop anyway, isn't it? The whole exam things. Yeah, yeah. But um yeah, I wouldn't worry about missing the marks. I mean if you ask me, you know, New York or or some rubbish marks, I mean I'm taking the New York. Oh no, it, yeah. no, he's it's gonna be doing it. I mean the thing that's been um frustrating is he's been banned off the bus again, which uh winds me up because he goes to the same secondary school that I went to. And you, you went there as well. I did, I got um, in. Yeah, <laughs> got in. Got somehow. in. Um, Name and, right on the entrance exam, bro. <laughs> yeah, and to basically get to the school, we had to go on this, uh, we had to get on the bus, the school bus, which I'm sure plenty of people listening to this podcast had to do when they were growing up. And, yeah, so basically he's had a few, he's had a, this is the thing about it which winds me up is, we get a phone call and Claire answers it and it's basically the teacher saying, um, look, we've had to ban Callum off the bus because him and a couple of other year 11s have been bullying the year 7s, right? Now, straight away, I know for a fact Callum is not a bully. And when I've spoken to Callum, basically what the year 11s were doing, they sat at the back of the bus and they were just getting a couple of the year 7s to sit with them and they were basically asking them questions, sort of saying, who did you have to teach today? And say, oh, you should call in this. But basically, in my opinion, a bit of banter. Bit of harmless fun. Bit bit of harmless fun. And then these year 7s have gone home and said, oh, the year 11s have picked on me. Mum and dad, you know, muddy-coddled parents. Um into the school, my son's being bullied. Now, as a teacher, this really winds me up because I know how serious bullying is as an issue. I know how much it can affect people and the impact it can have. Um, But it just gets... It gets used for everything now. Yeah, it's, everything. It's, I agree. The word, and, the and, words and what it does it. is it takes away the time teachers need to put into actual cases of bullying because it gets thrown... You cannot call an isolated, one-off incident bullying 
it's not bullying, right? Kids will be kids. You're going to have times where they clash with each other, they have disagreements and they fall out. Fair enough. As long as it gets nipped yeah. in the bud and it doesn't happen again. Yeah, and bullying's repeated. Oh, consistent. Uh, targeted. Targeted, repeated. yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and it's like this. And I think the school's done it, basically, because, you know, it's an easy life. If you've got parents complaining, oh, we'll just ban the lads off the bus. But I know for a fact Callum's been there and stopped loads of fights. He's, you know, there was a time where all these year nines were picking on the year sevens and Callum, as the older one, was telling them all to chill out and calm down. But that never gets looked upon. He has what I consider a bit... And, and this is the thing for me. That's nothing compared to when we were on the bus back in the day. Yeah, the old the old tough slog. Oh, the, and, the, and, and the way I see it now is there's a hierarchy to the bus. There is a hierarchy. The older children on the bus sit at the back, right? If yeah, you were a year seven, given, yeah. you sit at the front, and as you progress through the school, you gradually move to the back. If you if you get rid of that hierarchy and you give year sevens ultimate power, then chaos will ensue. Yeah, it will be a disaster. You know, you've got to know your place. It's it's lessons in life. And as long as, you know, y- your older children aren't doing targeted, you know, nasty sort of bullying, you know, and it's just, you know, keeping the the flow, the, the natural sort of environment of the bus going... I don't see, because back in our day, this is what we used to do. I remember this trick being played on me, and it was a tradition that was passed down. This is going to be my story, this this um, episode, because it was so, it was something that happened to me, because it was basically a tradition that whoever was the mouthiest year seven, you'd play this trick on them just to put them in the place. Take them down a peg or two. Yeah, just take them realise, yeah, get them to realise that, you know, you've got to know your place, you've got to know your role on the bus and you can't yeah. be too loud. So, how when it happened happened to me and then once I got into year eight, we then carried on that tradition all the way until we finished. So, the way it would go is, is this, which, I mean, we look back at it now and we laugh a lot, but... Um, it, you've just got to imagine the mouthiest little cocky year seven who was giving it the big end. This is what we would we would do. So I would go up to this little year seven and I'd say, listen, pal, listen, pal. Uh, do you want to make a bit of a name for yourself? If you want to make a bit of a name for yourself, you seem like a bit of a joker. You seem like you like a good laugh. What I want you to do is you see that lad over there and I'd point to my mate Daz. Right? Now, Daz had a reputation in our school as, as being... The, the, the hard one yeah he's a he's tie, a, yeah, he's tie boxer he rugby was, captain, rugby captain. Yeah. he was just nails he just did not mess lovely with guy that oh he's amazing he's amazing but back in the day back in school he was you know he um, yeah he didn't mess with him but, uh, and so he'd be sat there just oblivious and I'd go, go up to this go up to the lad there and just say does your grandma still play the piano Right. So the little kid's like, wow, what, what? Just, just say it'd be really funny, it'd be really funny. Yeah, he'll, he'll love it. He'll, <laughs> he'll love it. it, he'll love it, he'll find it really funny. So then um, the, the year seven would go up to um, Daz then and say, give it the, you know, hey, hey Daz, does your grandma still play the piano? And then Daz would just flip and he'd go, are you being, what did you just say? Are you being sick? Have you just said that to what? What did and 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 basically, I'd go. Oh, you! Joke, I can't believe you just said that, mate. Do you not know his grandma's got no fingers? And uh, the little kid, the look on his face when uh, and it was just nothing really malicious or anything. And Daz would play along with it, and and they, the year sevens would always be like, "But he told me to say it. He told me to say it." And I was like, "No, I'll never say that to my friends." I'm your mate. Why would yeah, I, why say, would I that? say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the year seven would go and he'd panic and then we'd turn around and we'd go, you know, and then we'd... I mean, we did it on you, didn't we? Yeah, I got done, yeah. You got done? I, I'm sure I got done with, um, does your granddad still play football? 
And then the granddad had no legs. Yeah. Little did I know, the granddad <laughs> had no legs. And I, I remember being stood there, you know, it's really strange. I said, I don't know why I got picked out to be the copy of Sheer 7. But, um, and I remember thinking like, oh no. Yeah. I was thinking, oh no. But then when it got really, when it got like kind of, it was a joke. Yeah. It was just like that kind of like, yeah, I need to just <laughs> wind it in a bit, man. Yeah. And that was it. It was not. It wasn't. That was just something we did. It was sort of tradition. And you know, um, just getting people to realise you got to know your place on the bus. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was some bad stuff that happened on the bus, but that was. Thinking. They were isolated incidents that, that that were just kind of you know that happened. But I'm just going to flip it because bringing up our secondary school has just brought something to me, which I think. The listeners will find too funny, and, and you, I don't know if you know this or whether you've been told this, but basically it's this: you had to do an entrance exam to get into our old school, St yeah. Ambrose. So you do an entrance exam, and then if you if you kind of did all right in that, you'd get put forward for the interview, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you'd have your interview, and then it would be right, right? Is he is he St Ambrose standard? What's he going to bring to school, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. At the same time, you do your 11 plus. If you pass your 11 plus, you got a bus pass. Yeah. So, obviously, you, being the oldest, stepped yeah. up, you know, yeah. straight out the bat, uh, passed your 11 plus, passed your entrance exam, did yeah. well in your interview, in. Yeah. Stone cold, in. Yeah. You know, Ryan, two years down the line, he steps forward, passes his 11 plus, yeah. passes his entrance exam, gets brother points because that was a thing if yeah, you had a brother, had a brother there brother, you know yeah. you, you, you'd get an extra few points added on yeah. to your tally Ryan boom welcome to Ambrose you're in <laughs> and then there was the, the point where my mum and dad uh, they must have took a, a you know a, a payday loan out and got some tutors because I remember being in a lot of tutoring sessions they always stank of coffee like really bad just throwing it out there and um, so I stepped up straight out the bat boom Failed my 11 plus. <laughs> so, you know, whatever it was, it was going to be an expensive bus route. Yeah. And um, went for my entrance exam and, you know, did okay. Had two brothers there, up my points. Yeah. So it was, it was interview time. So just name on the paper got you in. So it was, name on the paper was huge. <laughs> you know, the name, two brothers. So, you know, I got the interview and, and I remember, I always remember my mum and dad. Now, now, let me give you a quick insight. This was back in, like, year 2000. And at this point, if you remember, our dad actually had cancer and he, and he yeah. lost his hair. And he, uh, he, I think he was slowly, he was a bit better at that point. I think the chemo was just coming to an end. So, you know, he kind of sat me down with my mom and they give me the old, whatever you do, we'll be proud of you. Don't worry about it. Lee and Ryan are in, but, you know, kind of, your brothers are in. <laughs> don't, don't you worry. And I was going, you know, I kept thinking to myself, nah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to prove to everyone that I am not just a wrestling fanatic, <laughs> you know. So I rocked up for the interview. Now, one thing I had going in my favour was I was a times tables whiz. You must remember. I mean, I was I was dynamite. Yeah, seven so I remember. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that, pal. <laughs> seven, 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 seven three. Uh, Twenty one. Uh, um, yeah. The old repeat. <laughs> um, so I remember sitting in my interview, and uh, you know, Mr. Arthur was in there, and he was pinging me these times tables. I was like, bang, bang get out of my way, boom. <laughs> and then at the end, he, he, he looked at me and he went, thank you. And then dad went, oh, I'm just going to have a word with Mr. Arthur. And I went, no worries. I'm thinking, <laughs> he's just going to speak about Liam Ryan. Yeah. So I walked out. Anyway, you know, fast forward, I get into Ambrose, joy, you know, loved it. Some of the best times of my life. And it wasn't until about a year ago where, um, 
you know, I think we're having a discussion at a family do, and, you know, Ryan, uh, our other brother, said, um, yeah, well, you're definitely the dumbest out of the three of us because you didn't pass your 11 plus. And I was going, don't matter about the 11 plus. I got into Ambrose. Yeah. And then dad, a couple of beers in, <laughs> goes, yeah, about that. I went, what do you mean about that? He went, well, I, uh, he went, you remember I was wearing a hat that day? I went, not really. I went, not really. He, he took his hat off, <laughs> which, and he clearly looked, you know, like a cancer sufferer, didn't he? Yeah, but he, well, looked he, was, he was. He yeah. looked ill. So as he took his hat off, he said that Mr. Arthur went, oh my, you know, Lee and Ryan have told me about this. How are you getting on? You know, oh, it's just, it's just rough, you know, having the three of them at home. And, you know, you're worried that, you know, one will have to go somewhere else and you just want them all to stay together. <laughs> anyway, take care. <laughs> So I've gone the whole, you know, the whole decade thinking, I am clever. When all it turns out is, my dad, play. He, play, he, he pulled the C card out, didn't he? Oh, no. And, and I have to, you know, take my hat off to him, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but yeah, so our dad is, you know, he, he, he kicked cancer's ace, didn't he? So yeah, he, yeah. So he's, he's, he's all, all good. good. Yeah. But yeah, plenty of the, the school bus for, was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was. I, I'll tell you one story about me, my dad that I always remember on on the bus once, and this is something that I, I always, um, when it comes to like being picked on, I always remember on the bus once on the way home there was an older kid who spent the whole bus journey home just saying to me, "You're gay, you. You're gay. You're all right, gay lord. You're a gay. You're a gay." <laughs> I remember getting home and being quite upset. I remember saying to my dad, and my dad saw it straight away, he saw that I was upset about something. He's like, Lee, what's the matter? I'm going, nothing, nothing, nothing. He goes, no, there's something the matter, what's the matter? And I sort of like broke down. I was like, oh, some older chat, older guy on the bus just kept calling me gay all the way home. I always remember him. My dad just turned around and went, well, are you? I went, no. And he goes, would there be a problem if you were? I went, no. And he goes, well, what are you worried about then? Why, why are you getting bothered about Some it? solid advice. Yeah, and, and it was from that day, always just thinking, if anyone ever called me any names, just, like, throw it back, laugh about it. As long as, you know, don't take yourself too serious. Yeah, sticks and stones. Sticks and stones. And then, yeah, and, and then it, I always found that if you can laugh about yourself, if you can sort of take the mickey out yourself, then you don't tend to, it's the ones you can get a rise out of that, Oh, well, that's all that. That's all I say in school at the moment. It's just, it, you know, it's easy to say ignore. If something's hurting you, then you know maybe you can't ignore it. But some of the petty stuff that goes on, some of yeah. the name calling and stuff, it's just absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, yeah. so it is, it's it's changed a lot. It's changed a lot. I think you know. Do you ever remember the touch the back of the bus for a fiver game? Oh, I do. Oh, that was a game. It was always a trip to Asda, wasn't it, to get an honest white shirt after it because you'd be walking home with a nipple hanging out, you know, some claret on your white shirt, and it'd be like, did you get the five? Like, nah, I fell, fell, fell at the second to last seat. So just to give you an idea, this is a game we used to play on the bus, which, again, now is, is completely banned, but um, whoever was at the back of the bus, there'd be a few of us, and there'd be a fiver uh, sort of licked, stamped at the back of the bus, and if any other child could touch the back of the bus, they'd win the fiver. But it was almost like that game in Gladiators, wasn't it? Oh, Where yeah. it was like you couldn't get through. And I always remember, I can't remember it was, I think it might have been Scan- Scanners. He tried it to make was, a dive yeah. on the on the right-hand side, and I've clocked him as he's gone past. And I've literally hooked my hands into the back of his trousers and just ripped him back. But I, I ripped his trousers down the seam, the seam yeah. to reveal some bright green little Y front. <laughs> and he had to walk home with his... With his 
Yeah, with no trousers. I'm not going to lie. I'm arguably in favor. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down in the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? It's time to end this guessing game and get the answers with an Embark Breed and Health Kit, the highest-rated dog DNA test. Embark tests for over 350 breeds and screens for over 230 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com today to get free shipping and save on your dog DNA test. That's EmbarkVet.com. Remember that game being banned? Because that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was a toughie, that. Yeah, but um, so yeah, so I love when uh, you had you, you, just to finish that one though. When you had the little, when you were talking about gladiators, there you had there was always a kid who would never do it but loved it. Yeah, you know, we always had a kid that that would love it. So he was kind of like the little ref. You remember in gladiators, <laughs> and he used to be like, Adam, you will go on my second WhatsApp. <laughs> you know, I was like, right, go for it. Yeah. Um, uh, so right, um, first feature of the episode. So, for Diabolical Leader of the Week, um, this I, I'm coming up with the nomination. Um, not that I know this head teacher personally, or SLT personally, but some of you may have seen a video that I posted on my Facebook page over the weekend. And this has been a culmination of a few messages I've received of teachers where, um, I don't know, have you seen this video that I've made? Um, where basically certain schools have told staff that they're not allowed to follow me on social media because I'm too controversial. Really? Yeah. Check you out, bro. <laughs> no, yeah. Go on. What a bad boy. Go on. Bad boy, yeah. Um, and even getting in trouble if they've shared stuff um, that I've posted and my other staff at the school have, have screenshot it and grasped them up. As I can't stand people like that. I can't stand it. But yeah, so I put this video out and, and, and it's been it's um yeah, it's been the responses and the messages I've had is amazing. Not that I wanted sort of people to sort of it's been very, very positive and I really, really do appreciate it. I just wanted to make the point of, you know, how ridiculous some schools are with you know, how can you tell someone not to follow a certain person on social People media? People are always attracted to bad boys. Well, that's, that's <laughs> what it is, yeah. But I just think, I'm not even, I'm probably the least controversial person on the internet. It's, it's true, to be fair. I mean, you know, what, what's the management going to say? You're getting a disciplinary. Why? Because you, you shared. Now that's what I call being a teacher. <laughs> Disney edition. Yeah. You know, get out. Get out, yeah. So um, anyone who's done that, any SLT who have suggested that school uh, teachers don't follow me or have then disciplined staff for sharing stuff especially the stuff around working smarter not harder that's my big push now is you know getting schools just to question why you're doing that and if the answer to it isn't to benefit the children then stop doing it because when you've got 15,000 teachers leaving the profession a year down to issues like workload we've got to do something about it and that's what I'm trying to do through that platform is get schools working smarter not harder so we can sort of take teaching back just start using our common sense again so if you are a, a school that fears that and therefore put that fear into staff by saying don't follow him you are this week's diabolical leader of the week and to be fair if they are you know if you are the bad boy i don't think they'll be listening 
Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to... Yeah, absolutely. They're not going to be listening to this. They'll be too busy um, reading. Well, go on. Go know. on. <laughs> go on. You worried it then. You worried it then. They'll be too busy. Ah, <laughs> uh, never mind. Right. So just before we go into the next feature, I've got a, a story that I thought was quite funny. Um... So this is a listener's story. As always, if you've got a funny story from the classroom, do share it with us. Head to the website, 2MrPspodcast.com. So the number 2, M-R-P-S-podcast.com. There's a submit story option there, and you can uh, you can send it in. So this one. When I was a young NQT, my preferred undergarment was a thong. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that noise is a bit weird. Uh, it was more of a oh <laughs> yeah um, I'm, I'm, I don't know is this is this from uh, male or female teacher we don't know but we'll go for it it was a particularly hot summer's day and in an attempt to keep cool I wore a floaty skirt with an elasticated waist right I'm, I'm assuming female here we're going with the yeah yeah during one math lesson little Johnny was a bit stuck so I happily perched myself on the edge of the desk and went through a few sums with him. Little did I know that my elasticated waist had let me down until a little voice behind me piped up with, Miss, why do your pants go right up your bum? (laughs) Mortified, I did what any self-respecting teacher would do. I drew myself up to my full height and exclaimed, Three sums? Is that all you've done? I think you'd better get on with your work, young man. Granny pants ever since. So all lessons to be learned. If I was in that class, I'd have been like, three sums, more like three strings. And then I'd have been so, like, hey, boys. <laughs> hey, lads. I missed my dinner, but it would have been so worth it. Yeah, boy. Uh, so there you go. So the... Um, That's good, to be fair. That's good little story there. NQT lessons. It's not just about in the classroom. You learn everything in the NQT year. Right. On to our next feature of the episode. So, flashback, throwback. If you remember last week, um, what the current Scott is 3 1 to me. 3 1 to you, yeah. 3 1 to me. Um, last week, if you remember, we looked at classic school dinners. I went for school pizza and rice pudding. Adam went for turkey, turkey twizzlers and smiley faces, sponge cake and custard. And interestingly, it is the most votes we've received. Over 600 <laughs> votes. Most votes. Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, you've taken it 64% to 36%. You're back in the game. 3-2. He's back. <laughs> he is back. And do you know what? How unbelievable is it that Twizzlers has got me back? <laughs> Twizzlers. Me and Twizzlers are a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, what about pizza and sponge pudding? And then you've commented, <laughs> vote for the pudding, I think. And then someone's... <laughs> Don't be saying I've been... It, you know, getting people to vote. At the end of the day, you know, Katie said my vote will always lie with turkey twizzlers. But an interesting one. Um, do you, someone commented saying, do you remember the different colour custard? Like, do you remember pink custard? No, no, I don't remember pink custard, but I thought you they were talking about like, the really dark skin. Uh, you remember the custard skin? <laughs> yeah, if it was left too long. You know, our brother used to love the skin. Uh, you know, loved his gravy. 
No, he's, he's oh, do you ever remember yeah, that he's time? Gravy, yeah. So our young our middle brother used to all every day would just get a, a bowl of custard, big bowl it? of custard, big yeah. bowl of custard, and um, every day without fail, it was just part of his. He's, he didn't really he's speak seen. to anyone whilst he had his custard. He was very much like a, you know, that was his mission. It was yeah. all the custard. All the custard. And he'd hold up the line. I used to be behind him because he used to be like year nine, yeah. then year eight, then year seven. And he would be, you know, people would be going past him. It'd be like a traffic jam, a car had broken down. You know, Ryan would have his hazards on, <laughs> waiting for that custard to be delivered. Go round me! Go round me! <laughs> yeah. But do you ever remember that time where that, Kid dropped some gravy. Oh yeah, I thought it was it. funny, didn't he? And he, 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 he kind of just poured a little bit, like spooned a bit of gravy <laughs> into like his flicked, custard. Flicked a bit of, um, flicked a bit. It was of like gravy me, myself, and Irene, wasn't it? <laughs> he, he just completely flipped. Hey, wait, put gravy in my custard. He did. He absolutely oh, lied, he lost, he lost it. it. Yeah, he lost it big oh, time. You don't, you don't cross Ryan in custard. Um, so yeah, so I, I remember different coloured custard. To be fair, I do remember that. So this week, what we're going to go for. The category this week is we're looking at classic, sort of linked to what we're talking about. We've been nostalgic in this episode. Yeah. Reflecting more on our own school days, which, um, you know, was a simple time, I think. A simple time. It was, you know. Music was a simple time. Yeah, just everything. It was like, I went to see um, Kevin Bridges with Dad last week, and oh, he's so funny. He's hilarious. But because he's the same age... I think a lot of what, as, as I am, a lot of what he talks about just resonates. And one of the points he's making, it was really, he was just going like, kids nowadays, they're just so overstimulated. They just don't know what it's like to be bored. You know, back in our day, without all this technology, you were just left to be bored. Yeah. And, you just, and he came up with some really funny things where you just go outside and you just make up games because you were bored. Um, or you just like pick off a leaf from a tree just to crunch it to hear that crunch <laughs> just because you were bored. And I think I think it, there's a very valid point there. I think you know we do need to um, get back to be finding a simpler time where you could be bored. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, so what we're going to go for this week is uh, just classic playroom playground games. So games that we used to play back in the day on the playground which we don't tend to play as much now for one reason or the other two choices each shall I go first yeah because uh, you lost last week bro okay so I'll go first so the first game that I'm going to bring out Red Rover Red Rover Red Rover we call Adam Over now you don't remember Red Rover I do don't you? remember this nah I have to say I don't remember it so, rings a little bit of a bell you, you basically have two teams either end of the playground you would all hold hands with each other Right, classic, classic, and the idea was that you, whoever's turn go, go, team it was to go, did say in unison, Red Rover, Red Rover, we call one of the other team over, so another member of the opposite team would come over. So the person then would have to break away from their chain and run across and try and break between two people. So try and get through. So if you're holding hands with someone else. They had to break that chain. Now, if they broke the chain, they could go back to the team. If they didn't break the chain, they had to join. They joined the team. Good game. It was a great game. It was a great game because, again, if you were if you were next to someone who you know had a decent sort of decent handshake, grip, yeah. a decent grip, no one's getting past you. It was like tag team 
clothesline every yeah, time. Just just wiping out. Yeah. That's a problem now, though. I mean, I mean, it's it's, it's unheard of. Yeah, you you'd have to do a risk you assessment. For you can't play it now. It was no, but back in the day, it was a classic. Um, I, I absolutely loved it because I, I was able to stop people, but also break through the line quite a few times. I was quite. You know, it was a great game. It was a great, it was a great game. I love that one. So Red Rover is my first okay. choice. Okay, I'm gonna take your Red Rover and right. I'm going to raise you. Uh, Stuck in the mud. Now, Stuck in the mud is a little bit of a continuation of classic Tig. Yeah. Um, you know, otherwise known as Tag. Yeah, or Tiggy. Tiggy. Um, but then, but then it's weird because, you know, someone was saying he just tugged me. And then I didn't get Tug, I got Tigged. And then I'll, the other day, these kids were having an argument about Tig. And one of them said, I tagged you. And he went, no, I tigged you. And then someone went, I didn't get Tug. And I was going, <laughs> who's tigging what? <laughs> who's tugging who? And, you know, I was like, whoa. And then you're thinking, whoa, what did I just say? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's stuck in the mud. You go around, you'd have two people on at the start, and it's classic game of Tig. Now, when you Tig someone, they are then stuck in the mud. Legs apart, and they'd have to stand there and can't move. The only way they can move is if an, a player who is still on goes through their legs. So you'd always have your mates, when you? You know, your boys like, listen, if I go, yeah. if I take the bullet, <laughs> you better be willing to fly through my legs. Yeah. So then you'd, you'd, you'd get stopped, and it, you know, it builds that little bit of camaraderie. You get the, you get the two who are on, they're tigging people, and then you kind of you're staying close to the ones that have been tigged, but then you make the move, someone flies through the legs. You know, it's 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 an epic game, and again, a game that's rarely seen nowadays. I mean, I've not seen it played in a very, very long time. My issue with Tig and ver- variants of Tig was whenever you played it, there would always be that kid who would turn anything into base. Do you know what I mean? So it'd be like, tag, I took it, it goes, can't tag me, I'm in base. Well, you oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. There, yeah, there was a kid, the kid last year who used to, he used to walk and get tug, tigged, tagged. <laughs> he used to get tigged and then he'd go, I'm not even playing. And then the kid would go, are oh, you not playing? He goes, yeah, yeah, I'm really. And then we're not thinking, whoa, 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 he's, he's out. You know, I'm there getting involved. Hey, get back here, you're out. Um, but just turn anything into base. Yeah. Can't tag me, yeah. I'm touching the wall, base. Yeah. Base. Base. <laughs> right, my second nomination then. A classic one for both uh, boys and girls. Good old Kiss Chase. Kiss Chase. Kiss Chase. Loved a bit of Kiss Chase back in the day. Um, because again, it's how you wanted to play it. How you wanted to play it. Now, you could take the typical line of when you were about five or six that girls were the the worst thing in the world. So to get touched by a girl, you know, was the worst thing in the world. Or you had that streetwise kid who just <laughs> who had all the hoodies. <laughs> yeah. Who just didn't bother. Come at me, ladies. Yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Loved it. Um, yeah, so that used to be a good uh, good little game as well. So, yeah, Kiss Chase. Kiss Chase, that's a solid game. Uh, so, Kiss Chase, I'm going to follow you with, you know, a good homegrown game of British Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. Now, you line up, you get someone on, and then the line's got to reach the other end of the playground. Yeah. If you get tigged, d- tagged, tagged. <laughs> They, they have to join you and it's basically it is it's last man standing yeah. or last girl standing whoever it may be and it says you've got the whole line of them all there looking at you yeah. like, looking at you like snarling like, like ready to go. from the walking and you'd just be, yeah you'd just be thinking right 
You'd always look and think, who am I aiming for here? You know, <laughs> yeah. You'd see the one kid picking his nose, our brother Ryan probably, and we'd go, I'm going straight for him. He's not even watching. Uh, so, yeah, I'll go for British Bulldogs because, again, these are games, I mean, you know, we say, I mean, they can't, you can't really play them now. It's too dangerous. No, we do, but I still play it if you get the tag rugby belts out. Yeah, of course, tag yeah. rugby, yeah. But, I mean, we're yeah, talking, playground. plain and simple tag, I mean, you know, <coughs> the slaps and the, and, the, and the fingers bending back and all this kind yeah. of stuff. I mean, too dangerous. It is, it's far too dangerous. Too dangerous. So, there you go. So, what we'll do, we'll get a vote up on the Facebook page again so please do uh, get involved in that vote uh, comment with any other choices anything you think we might have missed all categories of course the next one our Christmas episode if you got a flashback throwback nomination for the Christmas episode we'd like to hear it yeah um, and I really appreciate the votes last week guys and you know it'd be really nice to get it to three all before the end of the year well we'll see we'll see so just to recap my two games were um, Red Rover and Kiss Chase. Mine were British Bulldogs and Stuck in the Mud. Okay, right, next feature. The random thing you only find in primary schools. Right, here we go then. So it's Adam's nomination this week. Yeah. Random thing you only find in primary school. And I'm going to go for this one because, uh, you know, I've, I've worked at a couple of schools and then obviously been at a few schools and I do see these everywhere and they're all kind of much of muchness. They're all the same. And it's an old, worn out, massive piano. <laughs> now, you know... I don't know. Some schools may still use it properly. If you've got an absolute L in there, yeah. you know, rocking it out all the time. Now, my school, our piano was just, it was taking up so much space in the PE cupboard. Yeah. And I was thinking, it's not a pommel horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you'd always get, you know, the, I remember I got some kids to help me get the sports day stuff out. And then you just hear, ding, <laughs> ding. And I'd look round. What are you doing? Piano. <laughs> yeah, I know it's a piano. Shut the lid. <laughs> Shut the lid, lad. And um, and then every school has them, though. And they rarely come out unless you've got a player. And it's usually Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. And at my old school, we used to have this player who, it was one of them classic, like, you know, I, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Come on. Yeah. You can still do it. And he was, no. And then she'd slide a little Christmas hat on. No. <laughs> as she's putting the Christmas hat on. And then she'd just go. And then, you know, to be fair, there's a couple of bum notes. Like, <clears throat> and I was yeah. just like, a bit like, woohoo. Yeah. But I don't know whether it was the, it was the, just pure, I mean, some of them are so old. And I think it's the size that annoys me. I mean, you see them little, Cas- is it Casio? Yeah, like Them little Casio keyboards that are just mega now. These ones, I mean, they are huge and so them, heavy. Yeah. They're just so heavy. <laughs> and every school has one. And I guarantee, rarely get used. Rarely because used. you put you bang, you know, computer, bang it on. Back in the olden days, Mrs. Graham, which we spoke about on a few, you know, jeepers, creepers, <laughs> she used to rock it out. I mean, every day it used to have a permanent residence in the hall, didn't it? Yeah. You know, now, I mean, the wheels are broken off. I'm sure the back of our one was ripped. Yeah. I mean, it still could play a hell of a tune. Yeah. But, you know, and you, always, get used as well. you always get that one person who could play, you know, 
EastEnders or something. And you're just like, that's quality. That's quality. But then you realise they're only playing like three notes. It's like, oh, that's amazing. As if you can play. Uh, but yeah. Uh, old, rusty old, massive <laughs> heavy pianos. Oh, happy days, happy days. Right, so Adam's story to finish the episode. Yeah, so, um, you know, great response last week to uh, the David story. There's, there's, plenty, there's plenty more to come from David because I was with him for plenty of years and he provided me with non-stop laughs. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to a couple of characters that... You know, hopefully the listeners are fond of. Yeah. And we're bringing back good old Cockney John. Right. And alongside Cockney John, how we, how we, how we, <laughs> it's the Jody PE teacher. He's back. So, give you a quick little lowdown. Our assemblies back in my old school were, I'm not going to lie to you, they, they were so, we had a year where every single Friday celebration assembly was the exact same. It was yeah. just the same. Every week was the same. So at the end of the year, you know, me and John got our heads together, cut me John, and I, I was saying, oh, man, assemblies are just dry. Like, we need to do something. And he was like, yeah, definitely, mate, definitely, yeah. Uh, how about we, uh, we, you know, we just, you know, try and get someone to say one of the words, say it's just a random word. And I went, yeah, yeah, that's good. So the, one of the weeks we said, because... Uh, you know, everyone was going on about Ofsted and it has to be outstanding and outstanding practice. So we said, let's see how many times we can say outstanding in the assembly. <laughs> so we started and it was just like, what an outstanding week it's been. You are outstanding children, outstanding staff. And, you know, we were counting like, <laughs> it's quality. So from that, it moved on. And obviously, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I, I will touch upon this. We used to do themes, actors, songs, try and fit them all in assemblies. I'll go into more detail about that. But then it kind of evolved from there. And at the end of every assembly, it was actually, you know, Cockney John wasn't in on this. It was just me and this other lad called Woolly. And what we'd do is we'd say, uh, pick this person for the prayer at the end. But no one would know. So they'd be at the assembly and they'd go, well, it's been a fantastic week and well done to everyone. And um, someone has prepared a prayer for the end of today's assembly. Uh, please welcome... And then it'd be, you know, when we say the name. So imagine, you know, Cockney John, there he is. I'll, you know, obviously that's not his teacher name, but we'll call him Cockney John. So he'd be like, anyway, uh, and, you know, John used to be half asleep in assemblies. He'd just be like, oh, you know, he used to turn to me like, I wish this would just end, bro. And, you know, I'd look at him. And it, I, there, was, there was a time, this right, he had, a, he had a lad in his class called Sammy, right? So there's Sammy. Lovely little lad, and he was one of them that you could have a bit of crack with. But you know, funny lad. So he sat there, and John, I could see John in assembly, cut me John, and he looked well bored. And I just saw him going, Sammy. <laughs> then he'd look away, and Sammy would turn around, and John would be looking away. So then Sammy turned his attention back to the start, and then he was like, Sammy, <laughs> and turned around again. And then Sammy was looking, and then he was looking round, and I was kind of giving it the old, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. And then he started going like, meow. <laughs> this is a teacher inside of the assembly. Meow. And I'm, you know, looking. And I'm thinking, he's worse than the kids. Anyway, quality. I mean, Sammy, Sammy used to laugh his head off. Anyway, so it got to this assembly. And it was like, anyway, preparing this prayer for the end of this brilliant week is 
Cockney John. <laughs> so he was going, what? He went, what? You know, and he was just, he kind of, I was kind of ushering him up. Come on, mate, you got to do the prayer. He was going, I'm going to kill you, bro. You know, under his breath. I was like, meow, see you later, see you later, Cockney John. So he got up to the front and he was just like, you know, he's probably just like looking around like, all right, uh, ends together, eyes closed. Right? And he'd go, and I was literally, you can imagine, tears were rolling, he's going, I'd like to thank God for the school. I'd like to thank God for the teachers. And then and then he went, I'd also like to thank God for the pencils. And I thought he's I thought he is panicking here. Then he started listing basically a pencil case. I'd also like to thank God for the erasers and the pens and the rulers. And I thought I looked at him and I was thinking, I was going he went, and you know. Everyone stay safe for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so he came back down and sat down, and I was crying. Uh, I was crying. But the dream about this one was that Geordie PE teacher wasn't in assembly. Yeah. So I made sure that no one got it back to him. So next week comes up, and he stood next to me, Geordie PE teacher, and he's there in his shorts, his black shorts and his black top. And he'd, uh, he was just stood there and he, he used to take it really seriously. This yeah. is what I love about him. He used to stand there, shoulders wide, and he'd be like the proudest guy in the world. Yeah. I'll give you a quick one as well. During Sats week, we all had to be in different rooms and be this. And I was stood there speaking to the key stage leader like, so um, I'm in the year six learning base for the reading, yeah? And she was like, yeah. And then Geordie PE teacher marched behind me, stood there like he was in the eye. He went... After the reading test, you need me back at base. I went, I looked at him and went, back at base? I went, what are you on about? We're not in the army, what are you on about? And he was going like, it's Saswick. You know, got to do it seriously? So I went, oh man. So anyway, he stood there and um, it was Cockney John who was doing the assembly. So, um, uh, so yeah, we're going to finish with a prayer. Uh, um, uh, someone told me that they prepared a prayer. So I'd like to invite a uh, you know, Geordie PE teacher up to the stage. And he just went bright red. I've never seen him like it before. He just went like, he went, no. He's like to me going, no. And I went, you've got him. I went, just go and, I went, go and just add a little prayer, make one. And he was going, but I was, as I was pushing him, he was going, no, no. So anyway, he got to the front and honestly, he was looking round. He looked like a lost soul. Yeah. He was just like, um, and then John was just like, it caught me, John was like, Hands together, eyes closed. You know, like patting him. Hands together, eyes closed. So he went, um, uh, hands together, eyes closed. Right? And then he went, uh, God bless us, everyone. Amen. That was it. And then everyone went, everyone went, amen. And as he walked back, I went, all right, mate. I went, Tiny Tim, God bless us, everyone. He went, oh, wait. He went, don't ever, don't ever put me in that situation again. And I was going, listen, I was like, that is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And every time I used to see him, every time I used to see him after that for weeks, I'd be like, God bless us, everyone. You'd be like, oh, how weird, get out of here. Uh, but literally, pair of legends, love him. Uh, amazing. Right, so that brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you very, very much for listening. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please do make sure you subscribe, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Do get in touch by going to the website to mrpspodcast.com. Share your stories. 
um, share your uh, suggestions, anything that you want to uh, let us know about, Diabolical Leader of the Week, whatever it might be. Um, we'll be back just before Christmas for a special Christmas episode. So take care of yourselves. Thanks again for listening. See you later. Bye-bye. He knows you once ate an entire sheet cake. He knows your selfie life isn't your real life. He knows what goes down in the DMs. Shouldn't you know your dog better? It's time to end this guessing game and get the answers with an Embark Breed and Health Kit, the highest rated dog DNA test. Embark tests for over 350 breeds and screens for over 230 genetic health risks. Go to EmbarkVet.com today to get free shipping and save on your dog DNA test. That's EmbarkVet.com.